Howdy, partner. Mal here, welcoming you back to the Leave the Swamp podcast, where we discuss personal and political secession, why it's important, why it's actually essential, and what you can do about it to protect yourself and to give you more power over your own life. I have uh, some bad news, but also some good news. The bad news is you and I both know the trajectory that we're on now as a country, meaning the United States, is unsustainable. It's We are at the point of a declining, dying empire. And right now, what's most essential is for each of us personally to do everything we can possibly do to def- defend and protect our own family and pr- provide the means and the opportunity for us to provide for ourselves and them and not rely upon this government to take care of us. I mean, that's just the way it is, bottom line. A big reason why is because this government will not be able to take care of us uh, much longer. Why do I say that? Well, now I'm not predicting a time at which the government will actually, say, collapse When I say the government, I'm speaking of the federal government, the central government in Washington, D.C., or Mordor, as I like to call it. But what I am predicting is that it will happen. Now, what scares the ever-living shit out of me is that we will all be caught sleeping when it happens. And whatever ends up happening will be essentially foisted upon us and we'll have to accept whatever that outcome will be. This podcast, Leave the Swamp, exists to suggest and help give folks uh, ideas on how to prepare for that eventuality, that inevitable eventuality, whether it's sooner or later, it's going to happen. What are the best ways you can do that? Well, we'll talk about personal things you can do, you know, namely not relying upon others for your income. That's a big one. Others being, of course, the government, but also having the ability to generate income on the side away from your pure W-2 job, you know, your everyday eight to five job that you have out there. Uh, you know, this is not a time to sit back on your laurels and be comfortable, you know, unless uh, right up until the time happens, you know, you're working for a heavily subsidized industry or government itself. Yeah, you'll probably be okay and employed until you know, we get to the point of empire collapse, which would be will be brought upon by currency collapse. And this is a whole big subject that I'll get into over the over the time that we're you and I are here uh, talking. But uh, just know that it's absolutely essential to kind of get your head around what's going to happen, what's coming, what's going to happen. Uh, put on your big boy pants, understand what's happening, and see we need to we need to identify and understand who our enemies are. You know. A big part of what's what happens uh, in humans is we like to you know, group. We, we always want to be part of a group 
of some sort. Uh, the biggest groups nationally for political folks, obviously, is you got the Republic, Republicans and the Democrats. You know, and each one thinks the other is full of it and worthless, and, you know, had, doesn't have the right ideas, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But if you take a step back and you look at it, both parties essentially do advocate in the long run affect the same outcomes. What you have is uh, the leftists that mainly identify with the Democrat Party. They're the ones that are always advancing government and essentially and in basically taking away uh, your freedoms, taking away your property in order to expand government to enslave folks. I mean, that's basically what it is. Bottom line. You know, if, if, if you hear the word enslaved and that bothers you, well, once again, put on your big boy pants because that's what happened. Nowadays, it's not enslaved with whips and chains. It's enslaved mentally, monetarily and mentally enslaved to the government because then it forces these people to be so dependent upon the government that they don't see any way that they could possibly survive without that dependency. And the Gov Republican Party, on the other hand, basically exists to provide just minimal opposition to the Democrats so that it actually seems like to the people that there is a, a, a different party that's has different ideas that want to go against it or, or you know prevent the leftists and Democrats' ideas from being implemented. However, if you look at the course of history, the leftists and their ideas have always advanced, and the Republicans have always kind of said, oh, okay, we'll let that happen, but no more. And then they'll do something else, say, oh, okay, we'll let that happen, but no more. And then the Republicans will have their little pet pod projects that advances the government even more, blah, blah, blah. Well, anyway, that's just been the way of things. You know, there's no way around it. That's exactly the way it works. Uh, there's no denying it. I'm not speaking to you from a advocate of a Republican side or a Democrat side, you know, the so-called conservative side or the so-called leftist, you know, liberal side. I'm just explaining what the situation is. The Essentially, these parties working together have brought us to this stage that we're at now, laid the groundwork and the foundation for the inevitable collapse that's going to happen. Leave the Swamp is here and exists to help all of us guide us through this process. Do I have all the answers? Does Mal here have all the answers? Well, I think I have some. I think we have some. Uh, but we're going to have to navigate this thing together and figure it out as we go. But just by looking at the history, just by looking at history over the existence of man, we can kind of see where this is going to go. And it's all laid out for us. The United States empire will eventually collapse. The question is, will it collapse spectacularly in a gigantic chaotic mess with factions coming to power here and there, uh, oppressing, uh, oppressing us, oppressing you, oppressing, you know, your neighbor, oppress, uh, uh, dare I say, enslaving even more, you know, through reliance on further government and mental enslavement through 
generating mass hysteria, like what we went through over the course of the last year and a half, you know, this whole scamdemic. And that's what it is, bottom line. It's become a mass hysteria ginned up by a political, I call it political pandemic, a government pandemic, a government response to a situation that should never have gotten out of control the way it did. Bottom line. That's just the, that is the bottom line of what happened. And it's generated this mass hysteria that I'm sure you know, you see every day, has divided friends and families and really forced people to think about, hey, where do I want to live? Like, what communities do I want to be a part of? Does it make sense where I am right now? You know, do have I, have I reached my limit? Have I has that have I has that line in the sand been crossed? I mean, look at all the people moving to Florida and Texas, where I am, right here in the middle of the hill country, where where malcontent where I live is full of people, refugees leaving places like New York and California, coming here to get away from the disastrous political pandemic and the policies that have come out of that, that have created just zombies of people in those areas. Now, I mean, there've been zombies for a long time, but this has been like the icing on the cake. So we see a lot of the people that are coming here, presumably to get away from that. Now, hopefully they're not bringing any bad ideas with them. You know, I can't, you can't rule that out. I mean, I'm sure they're going to bring some terrible ideas because, you know, you know, does a, does a, does a zebra change its stripes? I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully when they come here, they'll want to assimilate into, say, the Texas culture. Or in Florida, the Florida Floridians want them to assimilate into Floridian culture. And I hope we help them do that. That remains to be seen whether that happens or not. But what's 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 most important is for you, for us to to recognize that the collapse is happening subtly under the sheets, if you will, already. And what's going to end up happening is if groups of people or areas within this country do not come to this realization that, hey, you know what? It probably makes sense for me to get out ahead, get in front of what's what's happening here. Maybe we can get out alive, <laughs> if you will. Because if we're all if we're all quote unquote together, still together when this collapse happens. It's going to bring everybody down at the same time. Now, there's an amazing opportunity right now for an area. And I, because I'm, I live in Texas, I'm going to use Texas as an example. There's an amazing opportunity for the folks of Texas to come together, whether you're a far left commie or a far right, you know, whatever's on the far, you know, uh, anarchist to come together and say, look, you and I disagree about a lot of things, but what we, we can agree on here is that by being still part, uh, by, by our state of Texas still being part of the United States, your vote and my vote were, are worth nothing. Let that set in. Your vote, yes, I'm telling you, your vote is completely pointless and is worth nothing on a national scale. 
there are over 300 and what, 30 million people in the United States right now. You are one of them. You know, what, what does that mean? Uh, out of 330 something odd million people, you're, statistically speaking, you you know, your, your voice doesn't matter worth a damn. I mean, you know that deep down. You may think your vote matters, but your vote doesn't matter. Of course it doesn't matter. What matters? It's the money, to, the people with the money. It's the corporations. It's the, you know, the, the ones that truly own the politicians that you end up voting for or against. But once they get in, they're owned by the people with the money, right? More than likely, if you're listening to this, you're probably not one of those folks. Mal, I'm not one of those folks, you know. Would I like to be one of those folks? Of course. That's the whole point of this uh, this podcast we're talking about here. Personal and political secession. The personal part is trying to get into that stratosphere of being having the ability to be one of those folks. So you can protect yourself. Right now we're not. So what is one thing we can all come together and say, you know what? Yes, we don't have that kind of power. But what we could do is maybe 10x our power. If we came together and made that decision, and how would we do that? Well, in Texas as an example, and I use the the 10x advisedly, we have about 30 million people here. Let's say it's roughly one-tenth of the amount of people in the whole United States. If Texas were to secede, yes, I'm using that word, if that gives you, makes you all scared and everything, makes you think of slaves, well, throw that out of your mind because seed is just, is just a word that means break away politically. Okay. <laughs> so now that we've set that aside, yes, we're talking about secession. If we all came together in, in Texas and said, okay, let's get out. Let's 10x the value of our influence, our personal influence on the state government, on the highest level of government above us, which if we seceded, would be the state government. There'd be no more U.S. federal government out of Mordor telling us what to do. There'd be no Californians or New Yorkers telling us what to do. We would instantly give ourselves 10 times the amount of political power through our vote than we have right now over the highest uh, level of government. Okay. Does that scare you? Well, it should. It should scare you. We've all been so used to and... Uh, you know, made complacent by this nanny out of Mordor, D.C. It's here to take care of us, you know, with this big military and all this stuff. You know, oh, my God, what would we do if if we uh, if Texas left? Well, that's what we're here to talk about. That's what we're going to talk about on this podcast. And we're also going to talk about what are those things you can do personally, personally, to essentially secede from the situation you're in right now. So you got to do these, we got to do these two things in parallel. We got to work the political side, convincing our neighbors that, hey, we got to get out politically. The state's got to get out politically from this oppressive kind of oppressive, what's become an oppressive union uh, controlled by Mordor in DC. But then personally, we got to work really hard to build up what it is that we can do on our own in order to kind of guarantee that we're not going to be living off some other people. You know, we got to take care of ourselves. We got to bring back that 
you know, that rugged frontier kind of nature that we used to have, especially in Texas, the independence we used to have here, you know, I'm afraid that it's gone. I don't know if that spark is still there, but I'm, I'm doing this to hopefully find out if that spark is still there and maybe turn it into a, you know, a brush fire. That's all we need is a brush fire on a limited number of people to actually get this thing going and done. And, you know, there'll be a lot of people that'll fight against it. Most people or a lot of people actively always fight against what's in their own best interest. Uh, so that'll be there. But, you know, if we can get a little movement going, when we get a little movement going here, it'll be, you'll be part of making history. There are all, there are little tiny brush fires already out there, you know, little secession movements already going on. But the key here is probably going to be in the end, uniting them into one and having one united, you know, one united factor and moving ahead. This should appeal to not only, you know, the, the so-called right-wing extremists that the media likes to talk about, but also to the left-wing woke horde that, you know, they, you should want to have more power yourself too if you're one of those folks. You know, your vote, your vote doesn't mean anything right now. Much, you know, it'd be, it'd be 10x more valuable under a independent Texas. You can get together with all of your folk, all of your buddies in Austin, you know, and, and create your own little utopia in Travis County. That would be fine. You know, let's get out. Let's have those discussions. Let's have those, uh, agreements and the, in those, in the, you know, between ourselves here in Texas without Mordor and DC telling us that we can or can't do that. You know, right now, the left, you, the left is in control. If you're on the left, you're in control in Mordor. But that's not always the case. There could be some executive orders that come from a Republican that prevent you from doing what you want to do. Why don't we have those arguments in Austin rather than in Mordor, D.C., arguing against folks from Vermont or Oregon or Washington or Wyoming, you know, or, uh, you know, Kentucky. Remember, there's a Senate in Mordor that gives the little states power just as much as the big states. So just because you're in power, just because left is in power right now, doesn't mean they'll, they'll always be. So this idea should appeal to all people from all political spectrums. There's no reason why, why they wouldn't, shouldn't agree to this. We're going to get into, you know, oh, no, what happens if Texas left the United States? What, what would we do about defense? What would we do? You know, how would we fund government? We don't have an income tax, which is a great thing. We should never have an income tax. You know, things of this nature, you know, how would we how would we survive? Other than the fact that we'll get into, you know, the Texas economy on its own is in, you know, top 10-ish of uh, economies in the entire world already. I mean, let's... We, we'll go through, you know, what are countries that you know and believe to be okay? They're independent countries that are actually smaller than Texas itself. You know, there is no economic argument against secession and for Texas secession. Sorry to break it to you. Sorry to uh, give the punchline so far ahead of time, but we'll talk about that. But anyway, 
another thing that I just want to leave leave everyone with today is what's going to happen is going to require everyone to to grow up. Like I've said before on the, on this one, put on your big boy pants, lace up your shoes, maybe put on your gloves, and do some work. You know, take care of yourself. Because if we don't, and we wait till the end, when the collapse happens, it's going to affect us all. If we can do it now, do some work now, to prepare for it, it won't be as bad. Okay? Now, I know I'm not naive enough to not realize, to realize that, you know, human nature is such that we'll wait to the bitter end before we make a change. Well, that may be the case. This may be a lost cause, fruitless effort. But, you know, what's the purpose of life? Who knows? No one knows. I don't know what the purpose of life is. Other than my best guess is, is it for you to define your own purpose of your life? Is this the purpose of Mal's life, my life? Maybe, maybe not. But what I can tell you is this sits in my mind and I think about this stuff. And over the last year and a half, how I felt like I've been, you know, I felt like I've been the only sane person in existence looking at this whole political pandemic and mass hysteria and wondering what in the hell has happened to people. I just, I can't keep my mouth shut any longer. We Something has to be done. It has to start here before we fix anything. And I, nothing can be fixed in Mordor, D.C. It, that place is so far gone and dead. There's no point in even trying. Too many people to convince. Too many different factions across the United States. In the end, it Mordor will collapse all of us. It will take all of us with it down into the pit of Sarlacc. Unless we right now do what we can to personally and politically lay the foundation and eventually secede. Go on our own. Start again. Have an amicable divorce. Wish everyone outside luck. Come together and say, look, we're Texans, whether we're left or right. We're Texans. We want to take care of Texas problems here. We don't want to fight with other people about Texas problems there, i.e. Mordor. So with that, I hope you stick around. I'm really looking forward to talking through all these details about what we can do around that. And who knows, where's this going to go? I bet it's a five, maybe ten year plan, but in the end, where it's going to go is you and me, we're going to secede with Texas. <laughs> You're going to secede per- personally, and then politically, we're going to secede. And hopefully, folks in other states kind of go their own way as well and figure this out. But I'm here in the hill country of Texas. This is my home, and this is where the brush fire will be started. So with that, folks, I just want to leave you I just want to leave you with a good quote. You've heard me say this brush fire uh, concept. I'm going to bring that up a lot more, but leave you with Samuel Adams. He says, It does not take a majority to prevail, but rather an irate, tireless minority, keen on setting brush fires of freedom in the minds of men. That's Leave the Swamp. Have a good one.